The FT. Peter Harwood's job as chief conciliator at ACAS has given him a unique insider's view into the transformation of industrial relations in Britain. He spoke to me on the eve of his retirement about what he does and how the government-funded service has changed since he joined it. You joined ACAS twenty-eight. Years twenty-eight ago. years ago. Yes. The point is, in ACAS, you're not in ACAS for that twenty-eight years. I've spent most of that time outside in other organisations right. helping them resolve problems. Right. You start on the tribunal cases. Um, a lot of people don't realise that that's the biggest area of, of ACAS's work. Is it? No, I didn't realise that. Whenever anybody is wanting to put in a tribunal claim, you know, ACAS gets involved. Is that automatic then? As soon as it is now. It didn't used to be. It's still voluntary and people don't have to use it. They have to register the fact that they want to make a claim now. This is mm. what's called early conciliation. It just came in in April this year. In the past, it was whenever they actually made a claim, we would get sent a copy of it. And about 75% of them don't proceed to the tribunal. Right. So it's a very good settlement. Really. Yeah, um, yeah. And so you start doing those about 250 cases a year. And then you move on from that after about four or five years and moved on to what we call collective work. You're starting just to focus on work with trade unions and sort of groups. You do advisory work, a bit like consultancy, and that we would, you know, if the people had problem relationships, then we'd go in talking about what the problems were, how we might put them right. But it was all done on a joint basis. So we weren't like a management consultant who went in and just did a report for management. Mm. We'd say, well, this has to be shared with the workforce, you know, and they have to be involved. That's the way we'd operate. Right. And the other bit we do would be when there's actual disputes, so the mm-hmm. collective conciliation. So in terms of the, uh, as I say, the individual conciliation is the largest bit that we do, about 80,000 cases a year. Right, right. I hadn't realised um, that. I think I thought it was mostly the kind of the collective stuff that. No, no. Yeah, maybe that's just the stuff that we hear about more. I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. The, you know that's the known that the brand is when you yeah. have a dispute. And, yeah. Uh, and we've got a helpline which gets nearly a million calls a year. Wow. What's the website figures? Four and a half million visitors or something like that. Uh, quite high volume stuff, which just all goes on under the surface. Sort yeah. Of thing, like people yeah. uh, realising it. And I would do my responsibility is the collective conciliation, and we would deal with, uh, what's last year, about 850, 860 disputes. Mm. So I'd, at the national, the big ones at the centre, I would deal with about 25, 30. Each year? Each year. That seems like quite a lot. I mean, how long does it take to settle one of these things? On average, it takes us 2.2 days. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific. Yeah. Well, That's if you add it all together. Yeah, well, it is, yeah. well, most of the straightforward ones are done within uh, in a day. Really? You know, you'll have a bit of a briefing meeting or at least a phone call from each side. Mm. Call them in and normally in a day mm. we would uh, resolve it. You've got other ones, I mean, with Royal Mail I've been involved there for six years. The ones at national level do tend to be a bit longer than that. They're just a bit more challenging. That. What's the sort of process if you're handed one of these things and you've got mm. these two parties, you seem to have irreconcilable differences... Again, it depends. You, ideally, you would have some sort of briefing beforehand. Mm. Sometimes, if you know the strike's due to happen the next day, and you know they've said yes, we'll come in, then you might not have that time. You know, mm. you have to do that on the you know on the day. Mm. After we've had those first couple of discussions, I know more about the possibilities of that dispute than they do. Yeah. Because they will have told me things they won't have told each other. Right. Yeah. Right, so you've got you've got a better idea of what the scope for settlement is mm-hmm. and what the scope for movement is. Well it's very much about influencing and sort of persuasion, you know, as I say, we're not we're impartial, so we're not 
pro the union or pro the, the employer, but we are not neutral, you know, so we are trying to promote the settlement. So you're trying to get people to think through where they are and what the implications are. It's a bit like marriage guidance, I always think, because <laughs> the thing you've got with uh, collective cases, which you often don't have with individual cases, because the person's left the employment, you know, if mm. they've been sacked or whatever. Mm. With the collective cases, they're all going to have to live with each other after. That's true. You know, they've got yeah. a continuing relationship here. Yeah, yeah. And it's getting people to think, you know, to think through that about, well... You know, so if you give them a good kick in now, how do you think they're going to be in the future? You know, mm. and it's all done like that. You see, I don't. It's all done through questions, not through it's statements. Not you telling them things. No, so yeah. I wouldn't say, well, if you give them a good kick in now, you know, next time you have your pay round, they're going to be coming back for a bit more. You know, and one of my little stock phrases is that the, you know, the ACAS brand opens the door that gets you into the dispute. But then it's the cast skills which open the mind. Mm. You know, we're mm. trying to get people to be a bit more mm. open about what uh, what the possibilities might be. And is it that thing of kind of making people really look at where is this going? You know, if you stay yeah. on this track, yeah. do you really like <laughs> what the destination yeah, so is going to look like? You know. Yeah. So what's going to happen if you do have a strike? You know, so what about your suppliers? Won't be able to make deliveries. You know, these days with just in time, you know, techniques and all the rest of it. Mm. How's that going to affect your supply chain? Mm. You know, so it's getting people to think through unions. Uh, what if you know you're calling your members out? What if half of them don't come out? You know, mm. what does that say for your credibility? Mm. You know, so you're getting them to think. This is a, it's a big step, and do they really want to take that step? I remember one colleague used to say it was a bit like you're, you're taking the two parties. To the sort of to the edge of the cliff, <laughs> and then letting them look over and just see how high the cliff is and how sharp the rocks are below. You know, <laughs> that was. Uh, what has been through your career? What has been the hardest conciliation that you've worked on? Do you think? I mean, in terms of challenging the Royal Mail, one has been uh, the most challenging. You know, when, you, when I think where they were in very adversarial mm-hmm. uh, industrial relations to where they are now. Um, it's not perfect yet, but a lot further on the journey to actually working together. The whole landscape of industrial relations must have changed an awful lot since you first started. What do you think has changed and, and why? Well, I mean, the nature of the world of work has changed, isn't it? So, you know, in manufacturing, you know, it's a heck of a lot less than it was. Mm. That was where the unions had their strongest sort of uh, power base. Mm. Uh, you know, now it's much more service industry, which has always been more difficult to organise. You know, but having said that, Usdor, you know, the retail union, is one of the few unions putting membership on, and they work, you know, uh, very much in terms of a partnership approach. There's adult adult right. approach, yeah. Right. So they work with uh, Tesco's in particular. Have a very good relationship with them. So. I think it has changed. I mean, when you think back in the 70s, so when I started in the civil service, was 78. And, I mean, ACAS then was dealing with about 3,000 disputes a year. But, of course, the, what's changed was, uh, I mean, when I came into ACAS in 86, there was 12 employment rights jurisdictions. There's now over 70 rights that people have. And a lot of those disputes would have been about individual issues, mm. or discrimination, or somebody being sacked. You know, there's a bit about one out, all out, you know. So mm. you know, somebody's sacked and fairly right, we'll all go out on strike, you know. That's what was happening in the 60s. That's why they brought in the unfair dismissal right. And as those rights have grown, I mean, you can do it. We've got the graphs, you know. You can see the disputes 
going down like that, uh, you know, tribunal yeah. claims going up like yeah. that, you know. So, so that's you know that's the world of works changed in that sense. That um, how I like to characterise it is that you know before the sort of seventies, well in sixties, seventies or whatever, it was win lose in in relation to whoever had the collective strength. Then, with all the rise in employment rights, it's still win lose, but it's people fighting their own individual battles. Right. What we'd like to get to, and this is what you know, Acas's underlying ethos is to get to a win win situation where the people actually work together, you know, not in an adversarial way. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.